everybody. Welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host. It's your girl Shanice coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 220 today. And today's topic is snowfall. Yes, yes, yes. Our snowfall has returned. So we about to get into it, break it down, dissect it like we do over here on this platform. And for all my day one listeners, y'all know I have recapped everything snowfall. I love Snowfall. It's one of my best shows. I have declared that if they do season six correct, this will go down as one of the best shows. And I put it on top of the wire. If they do it correct and we take that damn tiger episode away from season five. And from what we've seen in season six, episode one and two, they on the right path. And that writing team, they brought John Singleton spirit in that writing team because Episode one and two was fucking perfection. My score, one out of 10, I'm giving it a 20. It was so fire. And I ain't even about to drag out this opening because this 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 recap will be lengthy because we're going to recap episode one and two. Um, As always, if you need to get in touch with me, y'all know my Facebook is Alicia Shanice. Instagram, Alicia Shanice Reviews. If you need to email me, Alicia Shanice Reviews at gmail.com. You can hit me up if you need me to recap anything with that being a TV show, uh, movie, docuseries, uh, music album. Hit me up. I'll get your recap request out. You can, uh, you know, inbox, DM, or email me. If you have any brand or business you need me to shout out, just hit me up with that on any of those platforms y'all know i don't charge for that i show love to who shows love to me and you know what i'm saying i love who loves me so you know you spread love my way i spread it back so anyway i can help you reach out and y'all know i got y'all i'll shout y'all out shout y'all whatever y'all working on out and then i get your recap out of course as well recap requests may be a little slower because i got a lot going on right now but i'll still get them out i am behind a little bit on my emails but i plan on checking them later on today um don't forget follow my music playlist on spotify all you got to do is type in shanice loves when you click on that picture profile you'll see all my playlists i got every genre because your girl got some long range music ears so um we about to recap uh let me pull it up because once i get to talking about it we, we about to get into this um Let's just say some phenomenal acting from Uncle Jerome, Mama Sissy, Franklin. All of them deserve some damn Emmy awards from these two episodes. When I say they put on a they put on a performance, Emmy Award performance is very emotional. This shit went like a two-hour movie. I, I didn't want it to end. So season uh six, this is the final season. I'm hoping that they keep the same energy for the remaining eight episodes. Episode one was called Fallout. The description reads, Franklin fights to keep his business afloat. Jerome and Louis strike back. Then we're going to recap the sit down. Episode two, Sissy introduces Franklin to the KGB while also trying to broker peace within the family. Veronique enlists outside help to track Franklin's money. So that's enough said right there. Let's get into the show and let's talk Snowfall. Let's talk Franklin Saint. All I need is one mic. All I need is one mic. 
Shanice, and she's the one. Her name is Shanice, and she's the one. Hit us with that old school music, and I love every minute of it. It opens up. We see the city. They show the news footage. We see good old boy Reagan. And y'all know how I feel about Reagan and Nancy. They on the news. Remember, this is a drug and alcohol epidemic in our country. And just say no, even though we supplying the shit. We see the postman walking home. It looks like it's his granddaughter sitting on the porch. She's home alone. We got little Tisha there. She's looking sad because um, her father didn't come home. And we know, um, we found out that he was one of the victims that was murdered the night before when Franklin Black Diamond and um, Dallas, you know, went on a get back when uh, Louis wouldn't give up Teddy. So it's starting over from the day after of season five after Franklin them, you know, when they had that Phil Collins, um, I can feel it in the airplane and they went and hit Louis and Jerome up. It went directly the day after. So I loved on how they did a continuance, you know, and brought us back up to speed. So the grandfather takes the little girl down to the club. And this was a very heartbreaking scene. The little girl, Tisha, she knew that was her dad laying there in the um, under the body bag when she seen that bracelet with her name on it. And to be honest, I think another thing that pushed uh, Jerome over the edge was watching that little girl break down over her father. Because Jerome, Jerome was pushed over the edge and we going to go there. We're going to take our time with this and we're going to talk about Jerome. Jerome was all over the place. But this scene was very heartbreaking. And if y'all peeped it out, y'all seen how it started with the little girl, Tisha. And at the end, the end of episode two at the diner, it ended with Tisha sitting in the diner watching. So we're going to talk about that, too. So um, it shows Franklin, uh, he goes to pick V up and he, he takes her to the new stash spot that he ain't told nobody about because, you know, 
He don't trust nobody, especially after Peaches ran off and he was the only one who knew about that other stash spot. And Peaches was loyal um, for that long and for him to, you know, disappear like he did. Franklin don't trust nobody, especially on how Louie just did him. Franklin just can't trust nobody. He didn't been portrayed by everybody, by all his females, by Peaches. Um, he just can't trust nobody. And when Louis flipped the script, that was his day one. That was his auntie, and they was close. And we're gonna talk about Louis ass. Don't don't. We're gonna talk about Louis. So after that, we see a nervous Teddy. He, you know, looking around for Parissa, going crazy, going to her house. We see her little freak picture up there. Uh, he looking for Parissa. For number one, he want to know who broke in Ivy's house, who did something to Ivy, who might have information on him. And whoever this is, they have Parissa. And, you know, Parissa is a little freak, so he want her back, of course. It goes to um, Gustavo also. He walks in his backyard. The kids look happy to see him. His girl looking like she been chain smoking uh, one cigarette after the other, stressed the fuck out, wondering where he at because she know it was a bug in the house and he was supposed to go get the money and they were supposed to dip off. So he takes them to the bowling alley and she looking hella confused. And as soon as I seen Oso walk in there and he ain't had no handcuffs on, I knew what was up with Oso. We go into the next scene. Louis and Jerome, they talk about how much Franklin got. He got a little over three million. Jerome, like, I'ma talk to the boy. Louis bitter ass looking like, talk to the boy. A boy. Do it look like a boy did this? This man shit. Y'all know that had me laughing because we go back to was that season two? When uh Kevin bust in the crib talking about they had to go kill the um essays when they killed um his little cousins on Pico Union and then uh Louis kept trying to talk him down and uh Jerome got to yelling like this man shit. <laughs> so that um it was a little nostalgia right there from their earlier relationship. Um all through episode one and two, I seen nostalgia. You can tell the writers um took their time and they went back into the beginning of the story and they brought a brought a lot back uh, from what i'm seeing so far i have great hope for this season this whole season look like it's gonna be just straight fire franklin and v they go in the stash house and she ain't feeling it she like you done stole from your family we supposed to be legit we supposed to be clean and we see franklin and took all the gloves off he goes off and he like look you either in or you ain't in but you know Ain't no going legit when these days and took my goddamn money. We ain't got no money to go legit with. And she like, I ain't signed up for all this. And, you know, get me up out of here. She ain't trying to hear it. But we see, for the most part, she ended up coming around. I know a lot of people don't trust her. But so far to me, she looks solid. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people went, went crazy about V. But, I mean, so far, V, you know what I'm saying? She she just pregnant, hormonal. And she, she seemed to be solid. And... Um, when uh Damson Idris had did an interview, he was breaking down on how the two characters met. It wasn't on screen, but remember when he fucked over the um the older couple when he took their building, the Black Panther um the bookstore, they actually met. It was off screen. They didn't play it out, but she was the lawyer who represented them, and he won, of course. But they hooked up. But so far, she seems solid, but we know Franklin's track record with women. He ain't got a good pass. You know what I'm saying? We got Melanie. She shot his ass. And then we got uh, T. T was working with Man Boy. 
you know, then, you know, Louis was this day one and looked at how she switched up. So he just don't have a good track record with women. So, and then here's the thing. Imagine losing, you know, $100,000. You're going to lose your damn mind. Imagine losing one mil. You're going to lose your mind. Franklin lost $73 million. Yeah. He got the right to take the fucking gloves off. He got the right to take the gloves off with Teddy. And he got the right to take the gloves off with Louie on how she switched up. So, after that, Franklin meets up with Top Notch. And this scene was very, very interesting. Now, y'all should remember Top Notch from season three. He helped Franklin get information um, on Teddy, letting him know how the CIA roll. He helped Alton get the passports. You know, he's supposed to be like one of the last ones from the old Black Panthers and know how to, you know, maneuver and get all type of information and documents and everything so top notch been around and we learned that franklin's still um looking for peaches of course he didn't up the bounty because he want to find peaches even more now with his money being gone and they need to give us closure on peaches we want to know what the fuck happened to peaches where is peaches that we do need before this season end we need closure on peaches we also learned franklin then got information from top notch that Teddy dad live in Kansas. We know Teddy dad don't mess with him, especially after his brother Matt end up getting sick um, on the op from the Colombian dudes with stuffing all the coke in his nose. And we know now Franklin know about his ex-wife, Gloria. Now, she's in the CIA, so he ain't going to really be able to get too close to Gloria. Um, That is her name, right, Gloria? The ex-wife. Uh, and his son Paul now remember that's the only how Andre found out where Franklin lived at in season three is because she went there and gave the address she was trying to destroy a Teddy operation from the inside so she's CIA too so it ain't gonna be too easy to get to her it'd be better off going to the pops in um Kansas but we know Teddy and uh his pops don't mess with each other so after that we get into the next scene Black Diamond, a.k.a. Miss Mabel from BMF in Dallas. They pull up to get Franklin. They head down to the projects. And it cuts back to Teddy. He's still going crazy looking for Parissa and trying to figure out what happened to Avi. You know what I'm saying? Avi, he, he, you know, Franklin and they moved the drugs, but Avi moved the guns. And that's very, very, very important, especially for what they're trying to do over there with the Contras. And Avi had a lot of intel and information. So this is very, very important what happened to Avi. So he goes over to Avi's crib and is met with the fuck you from one of Avi's main mans. Now, y'all should remember this dude and why he don't fuck with Teddy in season four. When the shipment of drugs, um, no, the shipment of guns didn't go over to the Contras and they didn't come through. Teddy and Oso went over to Avi's crib and Avi was kind of nonchalant. And then Teddy ended up shooting that dude in the ear. So that's why he don't deal with Teddy. And he kept saying, well, you know, when you lose, you know what I'm saying, your, your, your hearing and all of that. And he would, didn't have no type of respect for Teddy. That's why uh, Teddy shot him in the ear. So it cuts to Oso. Now, also takes the boys, the boys bowling and his girl is mad paranoid 
and he tells her that, you know what I'm saying? Remember at first they thought it was Teddy who had the house bug, but he lets her know it wasn't Teddy. It was DEA, but he can't really go um, into, you know, a lot of intel about that. Now, fun fact, and I said it um, over and over before in a lot of my recaps, y'all know that this is true to form. Like, that's one reason I love Snowfall. The DEA don't fuck with the CIA. They don't fuck with each other. They are government officials, but the DEA, they don't fuck with the CIA. They call them clowns in action, and especially around this time because the DEA was working hard to stop the drug epidemic and the CIA was pushing the shit, allegedly. So Franklin walked away. We ended up finding out with $3.4 million in cash and product. He put Louis and Jerome in a bad position because... They got people coming in to do drops, and they ain't got no product. They got the um, they people's coming from St. Louis. They they he just he fucked them. He fucked them bad. <laughs> he fucked them bad. And um, after that, it shows that um, we go down to the projects where D, you know, he running shit now. He throwing shots at Lily. Talking about Lily, then took off to Africa and lost his damn mind taking his rock head home. <laughs> I'm like, damn, D, D ain't got no filter. But, you know, Franklin, he presents him with the proposition, but D is more loyal to Jerome. He has a lot of respect for Jerome. Jerome is the one who got everything smoothed over after Fatback was murdered because D and Fatback is cousins. So when they was about to go after Lil Lee, Jerome the one who came and smoothed that over and, you know, made everything right in the project. So, of course, you know, saying OG want to work with OG. He want to work with Jerome, not Franklin. And Franklin, he didn't been at the top so much. He ain't even familiar with that street shit no more. Like, I mean, of course, it's still in him, but he's so out of touch because he been doing real estate. He been doing all that. He ain't been in the streets doing nothing. So, of course, they, Jerome, been there. You know that he more official with Jerome. He want to, he rather do business with Jerome. Franklin, you know, lets him know business is business and he offers him a better deal. Ten a key. He also lets him know that he's sending Black Diamond and Dallas back the same night for a drop. And that's where he fucked up at letting them know that he was sending the girls down there to do the drop, knowing how loyal he was with Jerome. So Franklin wasn't thinking right there. All oh, he thinking about is getting that 73 mil back. Now, Louie, she end up she ends up going to Teddy for um a re up on consignment because her money gone. Uh, and the money that she got in the uh offshore offshore accounts, they you know she put a a freeze on them, so she can't just go get that money out. Right, it's gonna take a few days. So when he um at first he like I ain't doing nothing till you tell me everything. She ended up telling him Franklin got him, and he agrees because he know that he got Franklin, so he know all of this shit is his fault, and he know it's inner war with the family. So he ends up agreeing to do a re up. You know what I'm saying and helping her out after that it goes back to d and it shows him talking to jerome about franklin uh the deal he offered him and he lets him know you know what i'm saying like i'd rather do business with you but business is business and he lets him know black diamond and dallas will be back for the drop later that night so after that we cut into the next scene Teddy meets up with his boss, his handler, 
And you know, saying his handler lets him know, like, okay, after we get all this straight, you you will make be able to get your clearance back, your blue badge back. And you know, saying he was almost there, but it, of course, it was another mishap when he stole that money from Franklin. That damn near brought his blue badge back because remember, he lost that damn clearance. He lost that clearance a long time ago. But after Alton went on his little <laughs> rampage, he really lost his clearance when he got kicked off the operation. So right now he's still CIA. If they fuck with him, he's still CIA, but he's just a contractor. So with the contractor, if he get if he get busted for bringing all the um, cocaine over here, then, you know what I'm saying, they can kind of cut ties with him like he really wasn't with the CIA. But if they do something to him, they can consider them him, you know what I'm saying, harming a CIA officer. And when we really get technical about the um, real CIA officers who was doing all this allegedly, they lives went sweet after the op. And we we gonna talk about them because um, I do want to do a special episode of the legacy of the show Snowfall after it ends, and then talk about a lot of the real stuff that happened because all this shit is based off. I mean, of course it's dramatized, but a lot of this shit happened. They a lot of this shit happened and a lot of people's lives were murdered in the streets and you know what I'm saying, uh uh reporters. This shit is real. So I definitely want to talk about some of the real CIA like Barry Seal and others who was doing all of this and their lives was not sweet. Some of their lives was sweet, but some of them had tragic endings and we're going to talk about that. But the thing with um that after Teddy got done meeting with his boss and also walked in, this motherfucker going to say, this damn family, man, they don't even have the good sense not to tear each other apart. And all I could think is, you motherfucker. See, see, that's right there. That's that true to form racism shit right there. I'm like, Teddy, all this is your fault. All this is your fault. And and shut your ass up, Teddy. Teddy, get on my motherfucking nerves. Teddy, get on my Teddy, get on my nerves. So also also peeping stuff out. And he also nervous because you know now he know what he doing with the DEA. And um Teddy not stupid. He knows something up with also. That's why he kind of say. Oh, Gus. When, now, when the hell Teddy start calling him Gus? Gus, you know, what hospital was, you know, he in? And also already paranoid. He knows Teddy ain't shit. So, after that, we get into the next scene. And we got, um, we got bitch-ass Buckley. He giving Louie and Jerome the good news of, you know, Hey, you tied the Franklin Saint. You got bodies dropping outside of your buildings. They about to come after you now. So Jerome going off like, that's what you here for. You still got, you know what I'm saying, links with the police, the corrupt police. And we seen how corrupt they ass was at the end of this episode. Now, when Buckley leaves, Louie knew what she was doing. She put a battery in Jerome's back telling him, Jerome, there's something else I didn't tell you. Franklin put a gun out on me and if Buckley wasn't there this bitch knew what she was doing she put that goddamn battery in Jerome back now you know when you mess with his Louis he gonna have a damn fit and uh he all listen she knew what she was doing Louis is manipulative and vindictive so to end up wrapping up episode one briefly but it was so damn good I don't want to miss anything it was good from beginning to end 
also goes to meet with the DEA to keep Teddy off his back because he asked about the hospital. So when he, when Teddy asked about the hospital, he knows Teddy is up to something. Now, let me take y'all back. This is not the first time. I don't want people to be like, oh, so it went out like that. Oh, no, this ain't the first time. Also was about to snitch. And this ain't the first time we see in the same DEA agent. This is the DEA agent who was the handler for Lorena. Lorena is the one who was with Pedro pretending to be his fiance and taking him down. So this DEA agent been around forever. And when him and Lucia got caught up, him and Lucia was about to snitch on Teddy and Matt back in season two. Just so happened, Teddy got the DEA off of that case and put them on the two Colombians from Cali the Cali cartel but he was about to snitch with this dude um in season two and this dude really won't also because he want to at the end of the day the DEA don't mess with the CIA and they want to take Teddy down but also he want to find out what happened to his agent Lorena and we know also shot her ass in the head rightfully so because she was an unlikable character <laughs> but um so also and Lucia they was getting ready to do a deal back in season two so this ain't his first time running his mouth even though now he just got to take down Teddy. So, um, we get into, um, the next scene and I ain't gonna lie. I knew something was going to happen to black diamond when we seen Franklin meet up with them for the drop and they had the kids in the back and Franklin was talking specifically to her son. Remember her son gave him a little French fry. I said, no, nah, it ain't showing us all of this. For nothing, something about to happen to them. Even when I found out they was going back for the drop and D was running his mouth to Jerome, I knew something was going to happen to them. But when they showed her son, I knew it. Now it cuts to the next scene. A fucking Emmy award winning scene from Mama Sissy. Mama Sissy and Franklin have a discussion. And Mama Sissy gives the motherfucking speech of a lifetime. And I loved every minute of it. This lady acted her ass off and I felt it. And she like, she want her get back on Teddy, fuck the CIA and fuck the government that supported them. I was going to do whatever it would take to not only destroy him, but to make sure that he knew it was me, the inconsequential nigga who did it. I am way past facing reality, Franklin. I am done standing by the door waiting for Mama to come home. Now, are you with me, Saint? Or God damn it. When Mama Sissy did that damn speech. Hell, I thought I was a member of the damn Saint family myself. I was ready for goddamn war. Hell, I'm with you, Mama Sissy. Hell yeah, I'm with you. Mama Sissy put on a motherfucking Oscar Award performance, Emmy, Emmy Award performance. She acted her ass off. I felt that speech because like she said, Teddy looked at her like she was a piece of shit, like she wasn't even fucking worth taking out and just take out her husband. And she want him to know it's me coming after you and you gonna feel me, motherfucker. Gone, Mama Sissy. Hell, Franklin felt that he just had to walk away and kind of tap his mama on the back. <laughs> but after that, um, Black Diamond in Dallas, they go do the drop at the projects. Now, like I said, I, I knew something was up with this. I, I knew something. It was too good to go that smooth. You know, of course, they got to trade shots with D. Y'all know Black Diamond and Dallas been arguing with D and his crew since season four when um they dragged their ass in the club after the big hit came, put on all of them. And uh, <laughs> um, 
uh, they they that's what they do. They trade shots back and forth. He's talking about he ain't never uh fucked a big woman before. Well, he said big. He, I don't even know what the hell um D was saying. D was talking shit about fucking uh Dallas. He wanted to be like Charles from BMF. But they trade their shots and they get off in their car. They they having a good time. It's a vibe. They didn't got their money. You know what I'm saying? They about to go back to Franklin. They talking about it like Franklin got a big thing on him. I mean, they just you know what I'm saying? They sisters. They just vibing. And then they get pulled over by the police. At first, it like just a random stop. Got the two cops coming out yelling, talking about get out the car. Then we see bitch ass Buckley coming out, um, coming from the back, looking like he just got done stuffing his nose. So we knew they was dirty when they was with Buckley. And then out of nowhere, Jerome and his cigarette get out the back seat. He walk up calmly, like where the fuck Franklin at? <laughs> I mean, technically, they weren't lying. They really didn't know. Franklin did not tell them where the stash box was at. He took that pistol. He pistol slapped Beverly down. We didn't even have to call her Black, Di Black Diamond. I'm she was just Beverly. Hit her once. Hit her twice. Hit her three times. Dallas screaming like, we're hitting her. And when Dallas was screaming, I felt that shit. You know what I'm saying? You watching somebody you love get beat like that and that ain't nothing you can do. And then you got all these people just watching. Because this the cops and this the 80s. This is, this is still the fucking 80s. No cameras. So it wasn't nothing they could do. This was still some dirty cops. He beating the shit out of her. Mind you, he got a lot of aggression. Everything he done been through. And he's seen that little girl standing over her dad. And he already don't like them because Black Diamond is the one who shot Louie. True enough, they was hit woman. But listen, when I tell y'all that scene didn't sit right with me, that was one of the most gruesome deaths out of Snowfall history. He beat the shit out of uh, Beverly. He took all his might in that pistol whooping. Jerome, Jerome did the most. Jerome took all his frustration, his hostility, his hate for Franklin, his hate for just the whole system. I mean, he beat the shit out of her. Dallas had to yell, she got a kid, and he kind of snapped out of it, but he still was like, you tell Franklin this was me. You tell Franklin this was me. I did this. Baby, that, that was a hell of an ending. And then they played that goddamn. episode was fire from start to finish 
When I say they came with it, they came with it, baby. They came, they came with it. They they came with it. So then we go to episode two, the sit down. And that's what we got, a sit down. It starts with 24 hours ago. And it shows what really happened to Parissa. She basically rolled down, hit her head on a tree. And then as she's walking with that big bump on her head, LAPD took her in. Now she was able to get a good look at Ruben. And you know Teddy. He got a sketch artist for every goddamn thing. So Parissa, you know what I'm saying? She got photographic memory too. So after we see the whole thing with Parissa and Teddy and her in the jail and that whole scenery, it cuts to Jerome and Louie. We got a shook Jerome. He's sitting there having him a drink. We got Louie manipulative ass. She come in there talking about how ugly did it get? Now, he just sitting there kind of numb and he like, I think I killed her. So goes to the next scene and Franklin shows up at the hospital. Black Diamond, her skull was fractured and they were unable to stop the bleeding. Franklin finds out it was Jerome who did it and Dallas just loses it. She loses it. Now it cuts to the next scene when he back at home and Mama Sissy come to visit him about meeting Ruben and setting up a meeting with Jerome. So it cuts to the next scene. And I didn't talk about, um, I, I might have missed a few scenes because I was trying to get all the important stuff out. But yeah, V, uh, v st stood solid for the most part. They showed her, you know what I'm saying, getting ready to go to Miami to do the um, deposit for the banks and, you know what I'm saying, with the money. So, you know, she cleaned up nice and she's like, oh, this is the woman that goes to Miami. So, you know what I'm saying, V pretty solid. We don't know about her mama, of course. But it cuts to the next scene and also takes his new DEA crew, you know, that's his new crew right now, to the house he built um, with the tunnel at the bottom so they can have, you know what I'm saying, all the intel they need to take down Teddy because they're going to need everything that they could possibly get to take down a CIA officer. So in the next scene, we can see Teddy cares. You know what I'm saying? He cares for Parissa a little bit. She putting it on him, you know what I'm saying? And you know what I'm saying? He trusts her a little bit as much as he can. And she be, you know what I'm saying, looking out, being the spy to look out. And then they got history from um, when she was in her country and he was over there doing work. So they got history. He make her a little peanut butter and jelly sandwich and got the sketch artist waiting on her so she can draw a picture of Ruben. Now, Franklin meets Ruben for the first time. And I have to tell y'all, I'm a fan of Ruben. I'm a fan of Ruben because that's El Chapo from Narcos. Now, y'all, if y'all are my day one listeners, what's my favorite two shows? Snowfall and Narcos. And I love me some El Chapo and Narcos. So, you know, so even though he Ruben in this show, I fucks with Ruben because that's, yeah, that's El Chapo. <laughs> but he meets Ruben for the first time. And we know Ruben been trying to meet up with him. They fill each other out. He tells him about um he wants Teddy brought to him alive. Ruben agrees, of course, but I, I think that's going to backfire. He ends up telling him all the details on how his relationship started with Teddy from the kidnapping. And, you know, since at first he didn't know he was the CIA, but he figured it out when he got him out of prison for killing Kevin. So when they driving home, Mama Sissy just asked Franklin, like, what is it that you want? 
And you know what I'm saying? He like, I just want this baby. I want me and V to get married. I want my 73 million back. And you know what I'm saying? I want everything that was took back. And starting over is not a fucking option. So she tells him, like, look, this might be exactly what Teddy wanted. Just like they used to do back in the day between the house niggas and the field niggas. Divide and conquer where we tear each other apart. So Miss V, she returns from Miami from setting up the accounts. And she tries to talk to Franklin about reconciliation, uh, you know what I'm saying, making reconciliation with his family. And he ain't trying to hear all that. He went off on V a few times. Like, look, you talking all this woo-saw, kumbaya shit. Look, I got my money gone. Dr- guns were drawn out. You know what I'm saying? Blood was... No. Let me tell you something. It ain't finna be no kumbaya. It ain't finna be no reconciliation. You know what I'm saying? He don't fuck with Louis no more. Franklin do not fuck with Louis no more. So he leaves to go meet with Kane, and she calls um, her mom for help, who look like her mama Cassandra going to be a trip. Louis and Jerome, they meet up with the St. Louis dudes who dare to do they drop, and Jerome is like all over the place. He's shaking. He, Jerome is just a mess at this point of the episode, and they ain't, the St. Louis dudes, they all business. They like, we ain't here for that party shit. We got to, we all about family, about money. We got to get back for a little man's birthday. We want our shit. And, you know, they tell him to give him just the, you know, 24 hours. So Franklin meets up with OG Kane, who was fucked up. He don't know if he'll ever be able to walk again, use his man piece again, and he won't get back on Louis, Jerome, and Cokehead Buckley. And he know, you know what I'm saying, his ear already on the street because he know Buckley ain't no cop no more. So, you know what I'm saying, Franklin, listen, take it in, and he know he gonna have to pick a side. And I say pick Kane after everything Louis did to you. Of course, we don't want him to take Jerome out, but um, we don't know how that's gonna go. So also he walks um, the DEA through the tunnel and he gets a page from Teddy telling him to come quick. So, you know, saying that, of course, every time also is around Teddy now, he just nervous. just all over the place. Like now Louie and Jerome, they go down to the bottoms and visit Scully. We ain't seen Scully yet. We ain't seen Scully since the wedding. This is a brand new Scully. He got a whole new look on life. And he tells them that Kane is a respected OG. He tells them about divine ordinance and how karma's a bitch and they need to make it right. He need to make stuff right with his family. And he warns them to fix it. He gives them a token of protection. You know, Scully, he is just calm. <laughs> So they figure out, and it was good to see that he had a lot of respect for, for OG Kane. So um, they end up figuring out when they're walking out that Franklin must have told Kane about them. So they know the gloves off. They know exactly who they're dealing with. And they, they know Franklin also, he don't give a damn shit right now. Now, when Louie was walking to the car, she dropped her little protection piece. So she might end up, that might've been a little clue. She might be dead by the end of the season, baby, because Jerome kept his, but she just threw that little shit down like it wasn't nothing. So it cuts to V. She meets up with her mother, Cassandra, and we can already tell she going to be a handful. We get a little brief history lesson on their relationship of them running scams and leaving each other behind. And she, um, 
she catches her mother's attention when she mentions 73 million mama cassandra handed over them chips so damn quick to do she like we should go <laughs> so uh we know that they spent some time in paris so they were speaking french and we know her mama you know said she got some pull and she she's a scam woman so it cuts to the next scene and franklin goes to visit dallas and Black Diamond's son is there, and he just knows something is off. Like, he gets an eerie feeling even looking at Franklin. And Dallas tells him, like, look, I'm out. I'm out the game. Me and, me and sis had a pact. If something happened to one of us, we weren't going to go after no revenge. We were just going to take the kids and go. And I, I, could, I could understand that. You know what I'm saying? I could understand that. Jerome and Sissy, they have a heart-to-heart. We get a lesson, a history lesson on how they came to LA from Texas. And you know what I'm saying? He like, you, you ever going to be loyal to me like you is to Franklin? But no, I mean, at the end of the day, she love you. You guys are the two last men she have left. She ain't lost, you know what I'm saying, her husband. But at the end of the day, Franklin, her son. Franklin is her son. But I love when them, them two have scenes together because it really feels like they are really brother and sister. Like you can just feel the love. And uh, it was a very heartfelt scene. Jerome is all over the place. He all over the place. And Mama Sissy's trying to do everything she can to keep everything together. But it didn't went too far. It didn't went too far. V ends up setting up a meeting with uh, her mom and Franklin. And Franklin goes to meet up with her. And he don't trust her, rightfully so, from everything he done heard about her. Off jump, she like 20%. He like, look, I ain't giving you 20%. So they end up negotiating. She tells him, like, it's only a handful of people who know how to do scams like this and could have helped him. And whoever did it, they wasn't a part of the CIA. We can get your shit back, but you're going to have to pay me. So they end up negotiating. She she tells him 10% and she want to be in her daughter and, um in ba the baby's life so she lets him know that her and v gonna end up having to go to panama now y'all know in panama that's where they did everything get that's where um noriega was running shit in panama and that's where all the little over offshore accounts the drug stuff that was going over in panama like real deal in the 80s so she like we're gonna have to go to panama try to get all this stuff straightened out but they agree to work to work with each other but cassandra is gonna be a trip and she not gonna be she's not to be trusted. So I don't know what she gonna do. But we know if she get that money back and she run off, Franklin ain't gonna blink twice before he kill her ass. So we get into the next scene. And Teddy shows also the sketch of Ruben. Now at first, Oso really didn't recognize him until he got home and looked at that refrigerator, that picture on the refrigerator, and seen that wedding picture and realized exactly who. Ruben was. Now he wants to page Franklin back. He been ignoring Franklin pages. Can't help him. Teddy the government. But now he want to go ahead and he want to meet up with Franklin. So they uh, we get a lot of nostalgia in this episode, and they meet um, at the wrestling match. And we know that goes back to episode one, season one, where they met at for the first time at the wrestling match. A lot of nostalgia, and also wants to know who the hell is this Ruben dude. Franklin, like, he pulling all the cards. He like, I tell you, but you got to bring me Teddy alive. And this is some radioactive stuff if you really want to know. So, you know, so now Franklin holding the cards. And also, he 
he, you know what I'm saying, stuck everywhere because now he running from Teddy, hiding stuff from Teddy, working with the DEA, trying to find out who this Ruben cat is. You know what I'm saying? But we know his money is with the the DEA because they got him at the um, garage. But Franklin offers to give him 10 mil if he brings him Teddy and he'll let her know who Ruben is. So it cuts to the next scene. And, um, you know what I'm saying? As far as Oso and Franklin, they got a very complex relationship. They done both saved each other's lives. But it cuts to the next scene and we got Ruben. He, uh, meeting with his own handler and he playing the, the playback tape of Teddy, uh, not of Franklin telling him and Teddy's history on how they became partners. It cuts to the um, next scene and Sissy goes to the shelter and a lot has changed since Alton is gone. It's closed down. It's dusted. You know, saying they're not doing a good work there no more. So she goes in there, gets the wiping stuff down. And then we go to um, the last and final scene of the episode. We get the big sit down from Jerome and Franklin face to face. And this scene was everything. Jerome gives him a heartfelt speech about how he helped raise them. You know, how, you know what I'm saying, the disappointment he has become because he's become so selfish and scandalous. And Franklin listens. And then he comes back with his own get back. Like, nigga, you wouldn't be shit if it wasn't for me. I tried to build you a dynasty, a legacy. And you let your trick bitch of a wife turn you against me. You know, you want nothing but pushing dime bags of weed, working out on a bitch in your yard, waiting for your bitch to come down off her sherm high. <laughs> Man, when Franklin said that, I died laughing because y'all got to go back. And you know what I'm saying? Y'all got to go back and remember, Louie was, she was looking hood radish. You know what I'm saying? Sitting on that couch, watching General Hospital, looking shermed out. You know what I'm saying? She, totally different Louie. And Claudia tried to warn us early that Louie is about Louie. She ain't shit. And um, Jerome couldn't take all them jabs that his wife held. He, he slapped him. And slapped him again. Franklin got up, put that pistol out. And Jerome, his, his the look on his face when his nephew put that gun, he like, do it, nigga. I mean, oh my, this scene was everything. It was emotional. I felt it. I felt it, and you could just see the hurt in just them actors. They just did amazing. They did amazing, and and the the thing that got me is on how the episode started with little baby girl Tisha. It ended with little baby girl Tisha, because when Franklin walked out, because he couldn't do it, he couldn't shoot his uncle. When Jerome got up and he looked at that table. Tisha was sitting right there with her granddaddy and she just looked with like those little adorable, you know, eyes just like looking at the lens of the destruction of my community, all this violence, you know, we looking at it from her lens and you know what I'm saying, it, it began with Tisha and it ended with Tisha, it was just like a perfect setup and emotional and then they just cuss the franklin going into that car punching that steering wheel and he just look at the camera you know what I'm saying? they had good cinematography good filmography i mean when i say 
that the writers did an amazing job with episode one and two. If they continue this on with the next eight episodes, this will go down as the greatest show. I'm t- it's better than a wire, in my humble opinion. Like just on how they put they put it in there with on how dirty the CIA was and the government was, and it really was a domino effect on the black community with them bringing this this shit over here. So when I say they they brought that feeling, they brought we could feel that this is this was John Singleton's project. This was his baby. This is what he had been working on. True enough, I know everything with Freeway Rick. Y'all know I did a um a tribute to Freeway Rick because I did feel like he was slighted on the show. But I'm just saying, like John Singleton, he did grow up true enough in South Central. So this this show was important to him as well. And we're gonna talk about the legacy after we um the season concludes. But I hope y'all enjoy my recap because I enjoy every minute of both episodes. I'm about to play the trailer for next week and then I have a sleeper for you guys. So thank you for listening. Don't go anywhere. Here's the trailer. This close to changing the fate of this bloodline for generations. And what was that stick? That's why we have to move quickly. Is there some kind of exit plan if this doesn't work? I'm sorry, my life has become this. You and Franklin are opposite sides of the gun. Get out of here while you still can. Agent B is trying to blow up this operation. I can't sleep. I can't please. I can't find a way out. Tell Daddy, hurry for a quick death. Your man is coming undone. Even if he does get this money, you know it won't be enough. Man, that's episode three, uh, Sex Life. Um, listen, episode three, it look like it ain't gonna be no good for nobody. We see Franklin crying, Louis crying, Jerome crying, Sissy crying. V looking like she want to run. We see the return of Leon and him beating somebody ass and just straight gunfire everywhere. It looked like Louis was at a funeral. It looked like it's going to be action packed. I cannot wait. I hope they bring it. Y'all know I'm going to be here for the recap as soon as it come out. Um, But yeah, <laughs> for the next eight weeks, we about to be snowfall down. And then after that, we definitely going to have to do a special podcast for just the legacy of Snowfall. And then let's just talk about, like, you know what I'm saying? This, this is really, really big, to, especially for our community, you know, like, just on how what crack did to us, you know? It was a domino effect. Um, so, yeah. I have a sleeper for you guys. And I want to thank you for um, tuning in. I know this podcast was a little lengthy, but I had two episodes to recap. And I tried not to miss anything. I'm sure I missed, you know, a few pieces here or there. But I tried to go over the most important parts. Um, Also, I'm dropping the Bel Air probably tonight or tomorrow. Because y'all know Bel Air did return. So I'm going to do episode one of season two. And then I got my BMF coming out um, this weekend as well. My BMF recap for episode seven. Uh, yeah. So we got some. Sh- we got all our shows coming back. Um, I have a sleeper for you guys in my Joe Budden style. Shout out to the Pod Father. Um, 
I'm gonna play. My dude, I've been listening to lately. I really been feeling his music. Um, Starlito. I don't know if y'all up on Starlito, but him and Don Drip, uh, Don Trip just released a new song about a week ago. But I've been listening to all of his music. It's the whole vibe out here. So um, I want to play that. It's called Foolish Pride with Don Trip and Starlito. Conversation, be a pride, and I want to be the first one to speak up. You know, it'll be an apology is necessary, just clearing the air up. I said I could find the words. We just now it kinda hurts. Look, never mind who's right or wrong, not to justify what occurred. Foolish pride, we should set aside. I just said I'm gonna go first. Put it all in a verse. Hope it all make it worse. Maybe I'm the problem. Maybe you got sick of all the late nights when I ain't call you. Maybe I was too focused on finding fortune that I lost you. Maybe you was in love with all the expensive shit that I bought you. So you stayed with me for the benefits, but your heart really ain't want to. Maybe it was all the lies, all the alibis, all the broken promises. Maybe it was too much and you couldn't deal, you just wanted out of it. Maybe I was too attracted to them other bitches, made you insecure. Maybe money ain't matter to you, all that matters was it wasn't there. Maybe it was all your late nights in the club Trying to catch a vibe, trying to get the buzz Meanwhile you find somebody else to love Meanwhile you find somebody you in sync with You just going out for drinks Running to your ex, isn't that convenient? Now you want to cut me off Just to run off where the grass is green is At least the way you think it is But nothing's perfect as you think it is You just want it up to sink a ship Only time can reveal that you got somebody Who gon' help you heal Till it's time to make it through the hailstorm Now they tryna use your ass as a shield I wish that I could find the words We just now it kinda hurts Look, never mind who's right or wrong Not to justify what occurred Foolish pride, we should set aside I just said I'ma go first Put it all in a verse Hope that I don't make it worse I wish that I could find the words we just now kind of hurts. Look, never mind who's right or wrong, not to justify what occurred. Foolish pride, we should set aside. And this ain't on the go first. Put it all in the verse. Hope that I don't make it worse. Well, I'm hoping I ain't making matters worse. I ain't trying to rub it in. Really, I'm just trying to offer you some closure. That way, all the bitter bullshit can end. You can stop coming for me on the ground. You can stop bashing me to your friends. Thought we had both when I separate ways every other day. Here we are again. Here we go again, please move on Honestly, we probably never get along Every drop I love I had for you was gone Obviously, we better off on our own Hope you find love, hope you find peace Hope you find every single thing you Go and live your life, I can guarantee Baby, I am not losing any sleep Promise I am not gonna miss the beat I would shoot the best, really that's that And to keep it G, if it's up to me I would vote to leave the past in the past Focus on the future, focus on the back I ain't really tripping over what we had I don't care what treasure other niggas find When they get to searching through a nigga trash Long live the words This and now kind of hurts Look, never mind who's right or wrong Not to justify what occurred all right y'all that was foolish pride star uh don trip featuring starlito uh i've been listening to a lot of starlito music lately my cousin ended up putting me up on him 
But when we about to go into this weekend, actually, I'll be on two more times. Y'all know I dropped my Bel Air uh, and my BMF. But, you know, I uh, just want to let you guys know it's the weekend, so please be safe. Please protect your energy. If you have anybody in your life who is an enemy to your energy, please don't hesitate to let them go. Uh, you can do it um, respectfully, but your peace is very important and life is too short. Live it to the fullest. Uh, you guys can always hit me up, even if it's just to say what's up, if you have anything for me to recap or if you just want to uh, for me to shop out a brand or a business that you're working on. Um, <clears throat> please just protect your energy, protect your energy. Life is too short. Live it to the fullest and the sky is the limits. Sky is the limit, y'all. I love y'all. Thank y'all for y'all support. I'll be back on um, sometime tonight or tomorrow for my Bel Air recap, and then I'll get BMF out after. Thank you for your support. It's your girl, Shanice, and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl, Shanice.